what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Gentlemen, welcome to Volume 4, Episode 2 of the new improved Fantasy Formula after a phenomenal comeback session yesterday. Phenomenal, Hank. Incredible. Yeah, I'm gl- glad to be back. I know you're glad to be back as well. This is Episode 2 of the 2016 year. Um, back to back. Back to back shows. Yeah, we don't really often get to have back to back shows. Back so it's, to back. It, it's quite a celebration over here. Couldn't sleep last night. Could not sleep. <laughs> um... A couple of things let's highlight before we get into the heart of it. We're going to focus on, as you guys know, yesterday, if you listen to the show, we highlighted some fantasy trends, some great things you do for your draft, some team names you want to focus on. And also, we went through a mock draft and highlighted the first 24 players that might come off your draft boards. Today, we're going to dive a little deeper. Yesterday all, was a lot of information. A lot of information, a lot of data. We're going to give you some more today, but we're going to mix in a little bit of Las Vegas insider info to our fantasy. I know that's what a lot of our listeners like. They might they might be known to throw a couple dollars or two on you know a regular season game. Sure. It happens. It, it ha- happens. It's, it's happening. Yes, yeah, so uh, we'll jump into that in a second, but... Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Guys, Hank, I'm very excited to introduce someone special to the program today. Reporting live from Rio de Janeiro, our Olympic correspondent Olivia East is here to update us with the current medal count. Olivia, take it away. Thanks, Chad and Hank. Currently in first place is the United States with 28 gold, 30 silver, and 28 bronze, with a whopping 86 total medals. Close behind them is Great Britain with 19 gold, 19 silver, and 12 bronze, with 50 medals total. total. And right on their tail is China with 17 gold, 15 silver, and 19 bronze, with 51 medals total. More on this developing story. Oh, Olivia, keep us posted. I don't know about you, but the Olympics have had me glued to my seat. Absolutely. And, and you know, getting this report, it's, it's high-level radio right yes, now. absolutely. To get a live report from Rio is pretty impressive. I really appreciate it, Olivia. And I can tell you, I've been glued to every one of those medals. I, can, I, I can't sleep at night. I come in here, I'm dragging, but, you know, it's, it's football time. Think about the timing. So Olympic leads us right into fa- the Olympics lead us right into fantasy football. Without the Olympics, this three-week law, it would have been tough to get through, but it's helped get us to fantasy football time. Can I ask a question? Of course. What's your favorite event? We were just talking about that when I was uh, corresponding to Olivia in Brazil. We were talking about what our, cur- our favorite event has been so far. I like watching water polo. Okay, that's kind of cool because you never see it. But the thing that stood out the most is the women's gymnastics team to me. I can't get enough of them, man. They really? are phenomenal. They, they are, are. They are like a step above and even above anybody else. They're that talented and athletic. How about you? Well, yeah, 
every sport's pretty impressive. Yeah. But I got to tell you, beach volleyball has been fun to watch. Beach volleyball has been fun to watch. I've been, and I'm glad they're showing a ton of it. Absolutely. So, you know, specifically maybe women's beach volleyball. You know, that really stands out in my mind. Sure. Did you hear that phone ring a second ago? I did. Are we getting breaking news? Yes, breaking news. Olivia East coming back, reporting to us from Brazil. Olivia, did you want to tell us what your favorite event has been so far? Well, you know, Michael Phelps is my main man. I love that dude. He's just swimming all day, all night. I mean, I wish I could be like him. Awesome. So would millions and millions of other Americans would like to be just like Michael Phelps, too, Livia. Thank you very much. Now, go ahead. Go back to the Olympic grounds, and we'll report maybe another report following the Olympics next week. Okay? Sounds good. Can't wait to talk. Good Thanks, reporting. Liv. Way to go, Liv. Good job. Good job. All right, buddy. Let's go right into our next segment of the day. We're going to dive in, starting with the NFC East. We're going to give you some totals that the boys in the desert have created, win-loss totals. We call them, in our terms, over-unders. What an over-under is, Vegas sets a number. For instance, in the NFC East, they think that Dallas are going to get nine, nine and a half wins this year. How does it apply to fantasy football? I'll tell you how it applies to fantasy football. We want to draft players that we think are going to be on good teams with good offenses primarily and get as many of those weapons as we can on our fantasy teams. So, for instance, Dallas at 9.5. Hank, can these Cowboys rebuild on a terrible year last year and get to the 9.5 wins? Horrible. You know, we we touched on this yesterday a little bit, and – I think it really hinges on what they're trying to do because they came off a terrible year. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott is really a key, a big key to this. And we touched on it last year. I mean, last uh, our last show, if he doesn't have a good rookie year, now they have Alfred Morse and they have Darren McFadden, and they all could contribute at some point. But they have to get enough attention off Romo because if he is forced to carry that offense, he is going to leave a lot of errors out there, which is going to cost him. So I believe that that rookie is not going to be that person. I know that you do, mm-hmm. but I don't believe they're going to hit that nine and a half. Hank, good points. And the reason I think, because the reason they got Ezekiel Elliott is to take the workload off Romo. If Elliott can't do it and you're right, it's on Romo's shoulders, forget it. He's going to break another collarbone and he's out. The nine and a half, I foresee ten wins. I see four C10 wins, so just over the total. Um, keep in mind, let's talk a fantasy, a little bit of fantasy about this. Mm-hmm. So, Dez Bryant penciled in as a first round pick. Do you see Dez fulfilling this prophecy and being the first round pick that he was supposed to be last year? Mm. If somebody picks him up in the first, it'll be late. If not in the second round, I don't, you know, again, he's going to argue and he's going to demand the ball, and I feel like he's going to hit his numbers especially if that running game starts to struggle. Um, but I, I do think that he's a good option because he's going to get the ball a lot, and Tony looks for him a lot. Right. But, I, you know, I, is he going to be a top-tier running back? Mm, no. Is he going to be a good end of the first round, second round, beginning? Sure. Fantasy question two related to the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Romo's status as a starting quarterback in fantasy football, do you have him – as a starting quarterback anymore, is he or is he relegated now to maybe a QB two? Well, you, I don't like Romo. I, I, I mean, I, I'm sure he's a great person, but I don't like his play. <laughs> Let's get this completely clear. I don't like his play. Yes. Okay, I think he is a gunslinger. I think, and he's not as good as Brett Favre was in making those decisions. 
if he were, if I were to draft him, he's going to be eleventh, twelfth round. He sure. would. I would prefer him to be my backup. Right. If you got somebody like a Ben Roethlisberger or somebody How about like a that, Brady. Romo connection with Romo's your first four games, then Brady comes on and takes over. That's that. That's pretty nice. Pretty nasty. That would be pretty nice. And yeah. nice, but I, I don't see him as my starter all year long. I wouldn't want it. Completely agree. Good work. I'm going over the nine and a half. Hank's going to hang under the nine and a half. Next up, let's look at the New York Giants in the NFC East. You know they came on last year. Um, they weren't a playoff caliber team. They didn't make it last year, but. They were, you know, they were in it to the last game. Did you realize even the Giants, they struggled on the ground. They couldn't run the ball. If they would have beat the Washington Redskins in the last preseason game, they would have gone to the playoffs with that mediocre, mediocre right. team. Right. It's unbelievable. Right now, Giants posted from the guys out in the desert, eight total, win over, under. Hank, what you think? I think it's the under again. I think that they're going to – uh, underperform. That does not mean that there aren't some very good fantasy players on that team. Certainly. But I don't feel like they are going to be able to, to shake last year, regardless of coaching, uh, that they're going to go into that new coaching regimen. I, I just don't feel like they are ready for the challenge to tackle eight games. Completely agree. I'm going, I think Vegas has got the number kind of dead on. I can see it at seven wins, eight wins, very comparable to last year. Um, nothing – I don't see 12 wins out of this team by any means. Um, fantasy question one here for the Giants. Rashad Jennings has been given the keys to this running back crew, right? Last year, I don't know if you remember, they had they had four running backs splitting time. Andre Williams. They do, grabbed this dude named Darko somebody. They had Rashid Sheed women, um, Williams Jennings. And I think they even had Shane Vereen in the backfield last Golly. year. Remember? Oh, yeah. Okay, so right now Rashid is the number one guy. I've read Shane Vereen is the number two. The rest of the dudes, they're not going to give him any time. Right. Can Rashid Jennings do what it takes to get this running back crew in gear? Well, I think, you know, in, in years past, the Giants have had a pretty tough running game, pretty robust running sure. game. And that's what we remember. And I, I think that by giving somebody the confidence to know that the offense is behind them mm-hmm. and that you're the you're our man. Now we're going to have the the guys that are the off speed backs and you know, but by giving it to him, I think that he's going to embrace it and he's going to be a good running back. He's not going to be a top four round running back. Right. But if you get him in the sixth round, you at least have somebody that's going to get a bulk of the work. You got uh, Odell Beckham out there sure. who's going to take some off of you. Eli Manning just continues to kind of perform he does in the middle hall of famer right now listen is eli a hall of famer two rings he almost has to be he's a hall of famer he almost has to be hall of famer so i I would say he is a good choice to have in your backfield rasheed jennings as solid as they come as long as they do what they say they say they're going to do is give him the rock rb2 i'll have him on my team all year long all day yes uh, fantasy question two, real quick. They acquired Sterling Shepard. He was the wide receiver from Oklahoma. This is what they portray, or they thought would happen in the uh, on the uh, for the wideouts. You have Odell Beckham on one side, Victor Cruz on another, and Sterling Shepard in the slot, solid as can be. Victor Cruz hasn't come back the way they thought. Now they move Sterling Shepard outside. Can this rookie? Because you know Odell Beckham two years ago, he was a rookie and right. set all kinds of records. Can Sterling Shepard follow in his footsteps and catch sixty balls for this Giants offense? Well, you know, I I like him because he came from a big program and he was used a lot. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna have to wait and see. I think Beckham is gained enough respect in the league that that 
kid is going to have to catch balls. And if he doesn't catch balls, then they're going to go to another option because you can't do that in the National Football League. You cannot be open. And, but it'll come down to his route running and right. that stuff that they're working on today, right. yesterday, today, uh, tomorrow. So if he gets the route running down and they feel confident to throw to him and Eli feels comfortable throwing to him, mm-hmm. he's going to catch 60 balls. I agree. So far they say in camp he looks fantastic. Let's see what Sterling Shepard does in a regular season game. Good job. Next up in the NFC East, we're going to travel to Washington, our national capital. And let's see what the Redskins are doing up there. Vegas got them penciled in at seven and a half wins. They were the uh, – they made the playoffs last year. They sure did. They snuck in. Nobody thought they could do it with their quarterback, Kirk Cousins, leading the helm. Seven and a half. What you think? I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to do it. And the reason that I say that is because – the pieces they've rid themselves of Griffin. You know they've rid themselves right. of that problem, and mm-hmm. and and now they have some clarity to it. Now Kirk Cousins is coming in. You know is coming in feeling he knows he's the man. It's right. his team. It's looked good. Nobody breathing down his neck. You know it's right. His, it's his squad. It's his squad. They've yeah. got three running backs that are up in the air. You know who's. You know I, I guess Matt Jones is going to be the guy that gets the ball at the beginning of the year. And but you know there's those three guys that are right behind him. I think the biggest question will be is Washington going to do what Washington does and that's fold. You know <laughs> that can, they cannot pull a complete season right, through. That's true. That's so true. if yeah. I feel like they have the talent to do it, and mm-hmm. I feel like at the end of last year, I mean they they've got everything in place to do it, and I'm. I'm going to say that they're going to hit the over, but Washington Washington can do what Washington does, right. and that's fold. Yes, absolutely. I kind of like the over a little bit too for the uh, Redskins. What I think – I think fantasy question one to you. Let's throw this out there. Can Kirk Cousins, if you get him mid-round to latter part, can he be a QB1 on your fantasy team? Can he – would you trust him to lead your fantasy team? I would say – you know that where he is getting drafted, you're also going to be able to get a Tony Romo. Right. You're going so, to be able to get a Matthew Stafford. Right. You're going to be able to get a Tyrod Taylor. So let's lump them: Tyrod, Stafford, Romo, Cousins. Where does Cousins fit in the mix? If you needed a QB one, he'd be third. He'd I like. Third. I, I mean, I like Stafford better than I like him, and I, I, I honestly I like Tony Romo better than I like him because he's going to. They're going to win, mm-hmm. and he's going to be on a good team if. You know, he doesn't get hurt. And Taylor is so interesting. You want to love him. You want to say he's going to be a cam. You know, he's going to scramble. He's going to throw mm-hmm. a bunch of balls. But I still like Kirk Cousins above him because he's he's tested. Gotcha. Fantasy question two. They, their wideouts is pretty loaded. you got a Deshaun Jackson. If he can stay healthy, the dude just catches touchdowns, yeah, right? he does. Pierre Garçon. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Garçon, oui, oui. He had, you know, he had that great year in Indy. came to the Redskins thinking he was going to be able to do it for him. Do you know how many balls he caught last year, though? This will surprise the heck out of you. No. You don't remember hearing his name. He caught 80 balls last year. Wow. He caught 80 balls. Wow. You don't even remember hearing his name. No. So he's still there. They got the rookie Josh Dotson out of TCU, who I believe, man, mark my word, if you play in a dynasty league or whatever and you need to load up on some rookie wide receivers, draft this dude because in two years he's going to be special. It might not be this year. Right. But next year, in the third year, it's going to be special. So what I was going to say, do you take any of these wide receivers? To me, Deshaun Jackson might be a flex play. Pierre, don't think I'm going to draft him. 
don't think I'm on the draft. And that Josh Dotson, it might be something way down a flyer round 14. 15th round. Yeah, exactly. Any of these guys stand out to you that can fit into your wide receiver one or wide receiver two? Absolutely not. I think Deshaun Jackson, his years are – they're, they're turning into what they are. He's, you know, becoming a Marcus Colston kind of, you know, I'm going to catch a touchdown every once in a while, and that's really about it. Um, I Second of all, let me applaud you on your research. TCU, look at this. This guy. Hey. This, let me applaud the host here. <laughs> this guy is bring, dropping knowledge for us, and I appreciate it. As you can see by my fantasy book and my notebook of notes here, Hank, I go to the beach, and I go for two weeks during the summer, and this is what I do. Hey, it looks I, like it. Put, take my notes, do my knowledge, all that stuff. Well, thank you for knowing. It looks like you dig the hole <laughs> in the beach with your magazine. Yes, sir. It's pretty yes, gross. Sir. But, yes, hey, you are, you're chock full of it. And I'll tell you, if you say that Dotson's going to be a sleeper in the 15th, I got to trust you. Man, take it to the bank, brother. Uh, one more before we leave off Washington. This, this guy's name has been thrown around everywhere. Top three tight ends in the league. Jordan Reed, right? Potential to be like Jimmy Graham and then some when Jimmy Graham was in his heyday. Do you trust Jordan Reed? I've seen him go as high as round three. Okay? No way. Can you trust the Jordan Reed tight end for the skins as a third round pick? No. Where would you target him if you wanted him? Yeah, the fifth round. He's one of the te- he's one of the top tight ends. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but if you can get him in the fifth round, you know, the end of the fourth, the fifth round, you're, you still have Olsen there. Which yeah. Olsen gets a ton, you know, gets yeah. a ton of activity, right? And he's going to be on a winning team, and they're going to throw to him a lot. Right. He's going to get some of that. Go- but the problem with Olsen is Cam's going to take away some of that goal line play for him. Yes. Whereas Reed doesn't have to worry about Cousins going in. True. So, I, you know, that's the only benefit to him. But I would third round absolutely no way. not. No way, there's round. better options out there, and there's better tight. There's not better tight ends. There's good tight ends later in the draft. Absolutely. Good job. Let's wrap up the NFC East with our breakdown of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, this is a dumpster fire over here in Philly. I'm telling you. They have wagered their next 10 years of football on this rookie quarterback, which, and he might be fan, he might be fantastic, right. but they gave away a lot of picks where they needed help everywhere to move up to the second slot to get Carson Wentz, I think that, yeah, Carson Wentz, who's hurt right now. So, do you want to hear. I want you to listen to these Philadelphia Eagle wide receivers, okay? You've got Sam Bradford. He's the quarterback. He's going to be throwing to Jordan Matthews, who was a high pick. He's got a shin bruise, might be out for the rest of the preseason. I like him if he can stay healthy and be in there. Nelson Aguilar was their number one pick maybe last year. Mm Mm-hmm. They say he hasn't run a route right yet in training camp. He's dropped like 12 balls. He can't stay on the field. He doesn't know the routes. Ruben Randall. He's been in the league about 28 years. He came up from the Giants. <laughs> he hadn't proven himself in 28 years. Why no. is he going to do it now? And then Josh Huff. He's a guy, Exactly. Didn't he's, he used to work at the center? He might have. He made a bunch of suicides. Remember those <laughs> drinks, all those suicides he used to pour? Mm. How you doing, Huff? Hope you're listening to us. Well, anyway, Josh Huff from Oklahoma, been in the league, never been able to really show. So that's their wideouts. So one of them's hurt. One of them can't run a route. One of them's 87 years old. And one of them's working at the center. That's tough. <laughs> that is hard, boy. You are a good salesman, and you did a <laughs> terrible job selling me the Philadelphia Eagles. I can tell you that that's right now. I'm telling you, they're a train wreck. They are a train wreck. They're and awful. I'll tell you something else about Ryan, you know, Ryan Matthews. 
Yeah. That cat cannot stay on the field. Sure. We talked about it, right? Sure. And he has fumbleitis. And I, I say this from experience. I love him. I just, I loved him in San Diego. Me too. I Man. drafted him every year. I tried to, too. But he would fumble the ball on the one, sure. and I'd want to dive through my TV yes. after him. So I don't think they have weapons. I mean, I, I think seven and a half is overachieving for Philadelphia. I think like five and a half is probably a better number. I'm thinking four. <laughs> so my lock of the NFC East over unders for Vegas is under the Philadelphia Way Eagles. under. It's going to be hard for We them could probably to put together a team that would be. We, we could compete with them. <laughs> um, this is breaking news, breaking news. But guys, yesterday, Dorian Green, oh, I can't remember his last name, the, dude, the wide receiver that was at Tennessee. He was when he came out of high school. Here, look, look up Tennessee. I just can't remember his last name. He's got three names. But um, when he came out of high school, he was the number one wide receiver, and he went to Missouri. He's six six, like two forty, and runs a four four. I'm a complete beast of a dude. His name is Doriel Green Beckham. That's his name. And so Tennessee gave up a second round draft pick for him last year. Well, they traded him yesterday for reserve. Offensive lineman. Right. So that goes to you have to think either he was he was a knucklehead in the locker room to give up on that much talent so early in the year, but Philadelphia's got him now. So I just gave you the four receivers that were not doing too well, kind of trash, if you will. Can this Beckham do fantasy question one to you? Can Beckham come in here, take all his skeletons, throw them away, start fresh with the Eagles with Bradford throwing to him? Well, I think what you were trying to sell me with. Aguilar, whatever that cat is, <laughs> very similar to this. I think he, I think Tennessee, from what I remember hearing, yeah. Tennessee got fed up with the fact that he couldn't run a route. He was dropping balls same, everywhere. Same kind so of thing. you know, to be completely honest, when you put more crappy players <laughs> on the field, it doesn't make you any better. Right. I hope with everything that I have in my body that I do not wake up on Sunday morning <laughs> and I have a Philadelphia Eagle on my team, ladies and gentlemen. Do not uh, let it happen. Gosh, and I hope it doesn't happen to you. Yeah. Well, okay? You've seen me at those drafts sometimes. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on by round 15. Let's, let's, let's make a pack, okay? Let me and you make a pack here. Right. When somebody picks... Let's just explode. Okay. When okay. a Philadelphia Eagle goes off the board. And if it happens to be one of us... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Let's not even think about it. All right. Fantasy question two. This this one might work. Um, Zach Ertz. Okay, he's a tight end for the Eagles. Penciled in as – I've seen him as high as a top five tight end. He's going in the latter rounds from round six to nine. Sam Bradford's got to throw to somebody. Right. I mean, would you take a gamble on Zach Ertz? I would because he's their offense as far as, you know, we're considered – we're concerned is he is going to and Bradford I think is smart enough to know that he can't throw downfield so he better throw short short so I would take Zachary me too if it was in the right position you right. know I think eight nine is probably the right spot let's go Zach Ertz Tyler Eifert Travis Kelsey Kelsey I think I like Kelsey because he's got monster in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And so I like Kelsey just because I think their offense is going to be a little bit more prolific. And I think Efert's the same way. I mean, he's going to come from, uh, you know, he's come from, I mean, in Cincinnati. I think he, uh, Zach Ertz would be third on that list as far as I'm concerned. And I would go Kelsey, Efert, 
Ertz. I would switch him. Efert is going to be last place for me because he's banged up. He, they say he's going to be ready by the regular season, but that dude's always hurt. Um, because I think I can get Ertz later than I can get Kelsey. Kelsey, I think you have to spend up a little bit more, maybe a round or two to get him. I see their production being about equal. So, yeah. Anyway, you know, Ertz, solid value there. Um, Hank, before we leave the NFC East, we got to pick a champion. Who will win this division? Dallas, Giants, Washington, and Philly. Who's going to get it done in the NFC East? Oh, it's it's going to be Dallas. I feel like it's going to be Dallas. I feel like they're, you know, they'll probably be the one that pulls it out. I think it's going to be more who's going to lose it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it, it like, you know, Washington's going to sure. probably be right up there with them and then fold at the end. At the no, end. any wild card. We already said Philly, no way. Giants, could they sniff Washington, sniff a wild card if Dallas gets the win there? Eli might, yeah, Eli know. might push him up in there, and that's what—that's the difference with the wild card and that kind of team. Is yeah. he could will him? I mean, he's a—he does—he works magic. Yeah, absolutely. So we're picking Dallas to win the division. We're going Dallas. Hank's going under the total nine and a half. I'm going over. Giants, we're going under the total. Washington, we're going under the total. Hank is. I'm going slightly over, just a half a game over. And Philly, we're going way under. See ya. Next up, NFC North. We're going to start with the Chicago Bears. Vegas got them pen- penciled in at seven and, a half, seven and a half wins, Hank. Chicago, last year, you know, they had the uh, Jay Cutler trying to come back. The turmoil in the locker room. I don't know if you heard what Martellus Bennett, the tight end that was there, said about Jay Cutler. Oh, yeah. He said, he said like, the dude would throw – I'd be wide open and he'd throw it 30 yards downfield to double coverage for an interception. People just don't really like Jay Cutler, it seems like, in the locker room. At seven and a half wins, does Chicago make any type of run this year? I think they're going to make it over. I do. I think I think he has – and I, I'm, I have not been in his camp, but Cutler has got to prove himself. He has got to get a hold <laughs> how, of this how team. How many years is I it know. take? I understand that. Yeah. But he has got – to get over the bubble here. And I think that being called out by your own teammate yeah. is the last straw. I, th- I do. I mean, I think that if they're going to go over seven, seven and a half in the NFL is not a huge number. I mean, sure. heck, isn't that what that, – that's what Philadelphia is. Yeah, that's <laughs> what their total is right okay. now. So yeah. I, I, I'm going to say Chicago is going to have enough weapons. And let me remind you, their defense is pretty sick. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty sick. So – I think that they're not going to be the most prolific offense, but I say they get eight wins. Okay, cool. I dig it. Let me give you hit you with a couple fantasy questions here. So, Matt Forte, all a veteran in their backfield, been there for years upon years. Right. He's gone. Gone. You got Jeremy Lankford. He showed last year. He came, guy from Michigan State, rookie year. He showed he could carry the ball. But – can he do it for a full season? Can he be a lead back? Right now they've got him ADP. He's penciled in right around, I think he's round six, seven, eight, something like that, running back two. Right. Do you trust him enough to give him running back two status on your fantasy team? I, I think I do. I mean, I think that he is going to get enough carries. He's got a, um, a good enough, let's hope, offense that I would have him in my backfield. Yeah. Look if you don't look mind looking at your ADP list and give me some running backs that are around Jeremy Langford and let's just compare them. Let's say we're in middle of the draft and you got Langford and who is it? Justin Forsett. Who, who are we talking about that that are kind of equal? Okay, 
So they have Langford at 22 right now, okay? Yep. So if I went from 20 to 25, yep. we've got Murray from Oakland. Okay. Okay. Latavius. Yep. We've got Matthews, Ryan Matthews, which we've already discussed. Right. Langford at, 20, at 22. DeMarco Murray for Tennessee at yeah. 23. Arian Foster in Miami at right. 24. And Matt Jones from Washington. Wow. God, I mean, who would? How would you rank them? You, you could roll dice and throw them on there, and I, I don't think it would make a difference if who they're you all get. kind of the same player. I, I, I would rather not have Ryan Matthews. Really, you'd rather have the Langford in front of Matthews? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I just don't think Philadelphia is going to give that kid any help. <laughs> I don't think that kid gives himself any. He help. might be hurt like week one and a half, like by halftime. <laughs> Be out. Eight minutes in. Oh, poor fella. So, so, so we kind of like Langford then as an RB2. Sure. Yeah, okay. Fantasy question two. I'm excited about this kid. So Kevin White, he was a rookie last year, drafted out of West Virginia. He was drafted, I want to say, like top five players, maybe number four overall or maybe seven overall, way high in the draft. Gets hurt preseason, doesn't play a snap. They say he's 100% healthy right now. Runs a 4-3-5. He's 6-3, you know. Two, big two eighteen two twenty two. Yeah. He's going in most drafts round twelve to fifteen. Definitely worth a flyer, right? Kevin White, absolutely. Yeah, would you even move him higher? Where Probably. would you put Kevin White? Well, you know, it's always suspect when he come, when they come in with injury, and I. I would say that you could take him 11 down. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, this is where you take your flyer. 11, 12, sure, 13. Sure. This, is, this is where that, that this kid ends up being a number one, and he's doing 100 yards a game, and you look like a genius. Fantasy royalty. Yes, absolutely. Right? absolutely. So I absolutely, I think that he was, he was one of my key players that I said, hey, this is going to be the kid that if you take a flyer on Chicago, this is the kid that you do it on because he has a chance to be – Something pretty special, and you'll get them at a super value. Absolutely. And before we leave Chicago, we've got to talk. If we're talking about the Bears. We've got to talk a little bit about Alshon Jeffrey. You know, when healthy, this dude's a top five wide receiver in the entire league. He's got the size, got the strength. They say he's the best in the league at targeting a ball that's thrown high and going up to get it. They say he's the best in the league. His efficiency, he's always hurt. There's So out of camp, I heard this yesterday, out of camp, some of my little spies around the NFL camps told me this, Hank, that he hadn't been able to participate in all the drills. I don't know if they're saving him. I don't know if he's dinged up. But he's going ADP value like by round two, he's gone. Right. Do you risk that? The potential is there, but do you risk that injury? I would ra- there's, there's too many other people around him, you know what I mean, I that, are, that are easily as good. And so, you know, if, if you were to think right in that same group is Brandon Marshall – Mike Evans, you know, then you have Sammy Watkins, Brandon Cooks. See, I want them all in front of Alshon. Right. To me, that right. would because they're, they're safer. They are. You know, even Sammy Watkins seems a little safer than Alshon Jeffrey. Oh. It's kind of close, I guess. Yeah, but you know, I agree. Yeah, so Chicago, Hank's going seven and a half over the total. Man, I think it might, it might be right at eight. So I'm going to go over the total by a half game too. Next up, let's go hit the Detroit Lions down in Motor Cityville, buddy. Let's Detroit do it. Lions. Okay. The big news, Calvin, he's gone. Megatron. Bye-bye, Megatron. We'll miss you. And Were you sad to hear the news? Like when you heard it, you know, came over the, the 
the wave, I don't know how long ago, several months ago. Did you anticipate it or did you, were you surprised? No. How did you feel? You know, he, he, is, he is going out on top. He is a older receiver. You see his reception starting to creep down a little bit. More injuries. It seemed like he was getting banged up more. Right. But he was, when he wanted to be a force to be reckoned with, that's exactly what he was. That Thanksgiving game. Remember? He was on my team. Oh, was he really? Yeah. And the, I mean, it was like he was on another level. Yeah. Right? And it was good to see him do that in his final year. Am I upset that it happened? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a great player being off a, a team that he's, it's his family. It's his, you know, that's where I see him. You never right. saw him in another jersey. Right. Upset to see him go. Absolutely. He's yeah. a good receiver that you knew you wanted him on your team because he would produce some. But uh, good for feel, him, man. Yeah. I, I mean, he wants to. Further his life, let me not worry about – who can blame these guys? I mean, the hits they take, yeah. their body, when they're 40, they can barely move. So I just – just think about the Lions. So they had Barry Sanders, one of the best running backs in the history of running backs, retire early. Right. Calvin Johnson probably had a couple more years retired early. These dudes just can't buy a break. <laughs> no, they, can't. <laughs> they cannot buy they a certainly break. certainly can't buy a championship. Absolutely not. So let's start with them. All right, Hank, Vegas, seven and a half wins. They got them locked in at seven and a half. Under. You feeling under? I'm feeling the under. And, you know, I think that Jim Bob Cooter Mm -hmm. coming in here and he turned Stafford around at the end of the year, but he's got to throw to Golden Tate. Mm -hmm. And he's got to throw to no no fear of Megatron over there. Right. And then we have a running game that we're still trying to figure out. Yeah. So I'm going to under. And I I cannot believe that it's – I mean, we use Philly as the barometer here. Yeah. But – at seven, I think Detroit's a pretty safe bet to take the under. I don't. Think I'm, I'm feeling do that too, but because you kind of you kind of nailed it. Like I can see Stafford having a pretty good year, and that'll be one of our fantasy questions. Throwing to Golden Tate, who I think Golden Tate will be nice. Marvin Jones, is the other one, like he's from yeah. Cincinnati. He's he came there. They brought him there to replace Calvin. Nobody replaced Calvin, but I think he will do okay. But where they are going to struggle? Look at their backfield. So they drafted Amir Abdullah from Nebraska last year. All right. All the he's got the height. This he's the next answer, the next Barry Sanders. He can't hold the ball. He fumbles. You know he he doesn't run the he'll he'll run right when he's supposed to run left. His pass protection is terrible. They're going to trust this dude. They've got Theo Reddick, who's a great third down back. He'll catch every ball thrown to him. But right. he's a third down back. Yeah. And then you've got Stephen Ridley. He's the he's the third running back there. He's been in the league probably longer than who was it? Reuben Randall. I mean, <laughs> He for New England. Remember, he was at New England. For, yeah. I remember drafting Stephen Ridley in the first round, like pick five. I'm not booked by eight to ten years ago. <laughs> he has been in the league forever. So anyway, that's I didn't know he was a first round draft pick. For, that's how bad my team was. But <laughs> uh, Abdul, uh, Abdullah, Riddick, and really, they're going to be your backfield, and you're counting on Golden Tate, Marvin Jones to do. Might as well be Sparks, Thompson, and Rowland in the backfield. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we still think Stafford, though, good value, right? Around him. I, I think he, question yeah. one. Stafford, tell me about him. I think, I think he's going to put up pretty good numbers because he's going to have to throw. They're going to be down. Um, I think, like you said, Golden Tate's going to get numbers. I think uh, Marvin Jones is going to get a lot of catches. I just don't think they're, they're going to be able to put it together. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to be able to outscore the people that are going to dominate on them. And they spent a lot of money on their offensive line yeah. this, this offseason. They did. And I just don't think that they're going to be able to stop the people scoring on them and score as much as them. All right, so. I'm going to hit you with some over-unders here. Amir Abdullah, 850 rushing yards, over-under. Uh, 
go with under. Me too. Golden Tate, 1,000 receiving yards. Over. Marvin Jones, 10 receiving touchdowns. Under. Eric Ebron, fantasy question two, tight end, all the potential in the world. This is year three. They're counting on him this year. Is he a tight end one? Would he be a top 12 tight end? Would you draft him? Or would he be a sleeper that you could pick up on the waiver wire? Where do you put him? He's a sleeper for me. Yep, you're not going to draft him um, as first 12 tight no, ends. No, there's too many people out there that I, I, I would rather, you know, put my money on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, like we've talked about, you can get them late. But I just don't think that I would trust him yet. He's injury prone. Yeah. And I, you, you need a big, durable guy. And there's others out there that have proven that. Gotcha. All right, there's Detroit for you. Let's roll on to Minnesota. Those Minnesota Vikings, they did make the playoffs last year. Kind of shocked everybody. Nobody was really looking for them to, to break out. I think they everybody thought that this was going to be their year to make the playoffs, not last year. But I'm telling you, they got a heck of a coach. Their coach used to be the Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator, and he's brought this toughness, this mentality to this team, and they showed it on the field last year. Right now, Vegas got him at nine and a half wins. That's a lot of wins. A lot of wins for this uh, NFC North team. What do you think, Hank? Uh, I don't think that they come close to nine and a half. Well, I won't say that. I just don't think that they're able to come to that number. I don't think um, quarterback play is going to be good enough to do it. AP is going to be forced to rush like a madman again. But if you continue to put nine in the box, you know, even the best running back is going to suffer. So that defense is fun to watch. They're wild and it's, they're tough. Like I said, out of all the player fantasy wise on Minnesota's team, I think their defense is one that I'm going to target. If there's, you know, I'm right. I'm going to add some of that. So Corderell Patterson, you know, he, most defenses you get their special teams too. This dude has run a touchdown back as a punter, returner, or a kickoff returner. I think he's been in the league three years, at least one a year, right? And they're saying he looks ready again. He can't catch – as a receiver, the dude sucks. Yeah. He's terrible. terrible. But put him as special teams player. So your defense will get points for those touchdowns that he scores. Look for him to run maybe two to three back this year. So I really like the Minnesota defense. What was that cat's name that was the joystick that used to be for uh, Kansas City? He's same kind of guy. Dante Hall. Man. Dante Hall. Electric. Yeah. Dude was Electric. Like, dude was awesome. He was. Um, so you're going under nine and a half for Minnesota. I am too, dude. Under the total here. Let me hit you with a couple fantasy questions. So Stefan Diggs, he was a, he's a second-year wide receiver out of Maryland. Had a couple good games last year. I don't know if you remember. He was on everybody's waiver wire. He got picked up kind of early to midseason. Had a run of four games, 100 yards, 100-plus yards, eight receptions. They're counting on him now, though. This is a wide receiver one kind of talent. He's going late, maybe round 10 to 12. Stephon Diggs, is he on anybody's radar? He's got Teddy Bridgewater throwing to him. Who? Teddy, as a NFL player, pretty good. As right. a fantasy player, the no, he's not there. Right. Do you risk anything on Stephon Diggs? Late flyer, what do you think? Well, I, I think that he is going to be your one, right? He, he, he's for the team. He's a wide receiver one, as it stands right now. In the realm that he's around, Sterling Shepard, right? I would rather have a one, maybe. Yeah, then Sterling Shepard. Than an un, you know, uh, somebody that hasn't proven themselves. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it in that context, if it was Sterling Shepard or Diggs, I'm going to go with him. Because he's going to get the ball. He's going to be the guy that you're going to look for. But, you know, let me pose this question to you. 
All right. So if, if you took the he was at forty, right? Wide receiver, wide 40. receiver forty. Okay. And it, if you had to choose between Marvin Jones, Kevin White, Diggs, Sterling Shepard, Torrey Smith, Willie Sneed from New Orleans, mm-hmm. I'm going Marvin Jones. Who was the second one you said? Kevin White from Cincinnati. I mean, from Chicago. I'm going Marvin Jones as my one because I think he's going to have a 10-touchdown kind of year. Then you have Kevin White, Diggs, Shepard, and Smith. Oh, man. They all kind of mesh there. It's hard for me to distinguish between those. I might pick White just because of the potential. I'd probably put Diggs in front of Sterling Shepard, to be honest, because of just what you said. He's the one there. I don't know. That's a tough question, man. I, I don't know. I, Marvin Jones would be my one. Gotcha. Everybody else would kind of fall together. That makes you know? sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't talk about the Minnesota Vikings without focusing a little bit of time on AP. So, AP, I've seen him go as high as one overall in some of these mocks and fall all the way to like tw- 11 to 12. If you had top four picks, would you put AP one, two, three, four, one of those four, or would you let him slide? And you do have the top four pick in our draft, I right? do. I you do. Have number one. I have number one. Yeah. I don't think he's a number one pick. And oh, I don't yeah. think he's probably over Jones or Beckham Jr. I don't so you, you would have to say, is he a fourth pick? Is he better than Todd Gurley? Is he better than David Johnson or, you know, somebody? Or does DeAndre Hopkins right. take over that spot? He is going to run the ball. And in our league, it's been – running back, running back, running back, I feel like he's the only real guy out there. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to take a mid-first rounder at running back, he is the guy you take. I just don't know at his age, at his health level, at, on that team, mm-hmm. if he's going to be healthy at the end of the year. Right. So I would rather – I think DeAndre Hopkins has a better upside than him. And so I would rather see him at four – than Adrian Peterson. Yep. And to you guys that play all kinds of, pardon me, different formats of leagues like PPR, standard, in a standard league that it's not PPR, that you get points for touchdowns. and Dude, AP is still a beast, right? Most leagues are transforming into PPR leagues like ours has. Mm -hmm. He's not as – he doesn't catch that many balls, so he's not as valuable. You know, his touchdowns aren't as important in these PPR leagues. So, anyway – I guess what I'm saying, if it's a standard league, AP is still a top three pick. If it's a PPR, I got him moving down. I got him moving considerably down. Right. Still first round talent, but he wouldn't be in the top four for me. That's either. a great point about the PPR and making it a standard. All right, so we both take Minnesota under the nine and a half. All right, last team in the NFC North. We're saving the best for last. You guys know who it is. It's the Green Bay Packers, the gym of the NFC North this year. All right, this is crazy. Hank. So Vegas got him pinpointed at ten and a half. I've seen some pundits on ESPN and some other shows that I listen to that kind of know or do research about who they think are gonna is gonna have a great year. They right. got Green Bay actually with up to thirteen to fourteen wins this year. Vegas got him at ten and a half. Do they fly over this number? Yeah. You know, I, they'll win ten games every year, as yeah, far as I'm true. concerned. So I, I feel like this is safe. I feel like they're gonna have a um, a pretty solid uh, season. Uh, they've got a lot of weapons. You know, I mean, you got Jordy, and you know, who's been banged up. But I do feel like they fly past those ten wins. And if I had to put money on next year, and they said ten wins over under, 
Packers next year, barring a Rodgers injury, yep. every year I'd take it. Absolutely. I, I like it. Barring, that's the key, barring a Rodgers injury. If Rodgers goes down, E, no promises on this thing, but as long as he's healthy. Sure. And fantasy question one, this leads me to it. So Jordy Nelson is back. Aaron Rodgers actually had, no, to his standards, a subpar year because I drafted him my first-round pick last year. He didn't live up to the hype. And I really do feel because his main most man, Jordy Nelson, wasn't there. Jordy Nelson is back, coming off the ACL. He's had a little trouble in preseason with his other knee now. Does Jordy come back? Is he still wide receiver, one talent? He's going in round two, ADP. I've seen him slipping. Do you trust Jordy this year, round two? Uh, I trust him late. You know, if you have somebody like me drafting in the first three rounds, if right. he, if, I mean the first three picks, if he falls down that way, I'm completely cool with it. Mm-hmm. Rodgers is going to give him his balls, and, and I know he's going to put up monster numbers. It's just can he stay on the field? Yeah. And yeah. so if, it, if he's going to be my wide receiver one, you know, I, I got some question with it. But if you get Hopkins – and, come around ooh, and get Jordy. Be pretty nasty. That's solid. Yeah. But if you know, if you get, you could lose your wide receiver one if you take him and you took a running back or somebody else in that first round. Right. I just, I just fear you're losing your best receiver. Yep. I like that fantasy question too related to Green Bay Packers. Eddie Lacy last year. It's every time you see him on the field, like his gut was hanging out. It looked like he had just been to White Castle, stuffing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just he did not look no. like a football player last year. Yeah. He just not a running back. He looked like more like a offensive lineman. Anyway, he's slim, 23 pounds. They say he's looking lean. He's looking mean. He's look, looking ready to make some green because I think this is his contract year too. So always helps. Yes, Eddie Lacy. I've seen him falling way down the draft boards. Within the last two weeks, though, he's resurrected. I saw him go as early as round two in a mock I did last night. You trust Eddie Lacy to be your running back one? Oh, yes. I, I will. I, I will. You know, he is falling. Where he's fallen to is Jamal Charles, him, Mark Ingram. And I would have, on my mock draft, I would have immediately had Lacy on my team, and he went – in the fifth spot. So he was four ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And I had to take Mark Ingram, who I like Mark Ingram. But Mark Ingram or Eddie Lacy, who do you like better? Oh, man. I like them both. I think I think Eddie Lacy will, if he can stay off the buffet line and he can, <laughs> you know, no content. Promises. There's no, no promises. promises of that. I, I think he's set to have a big year. That contract looms big with these guys. And it always seems like they want to do it. But I, I still like Mark Ingram. It's slightly that I like Eddie Lacy. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, so we both are in agreement. Aaron Rodgers has a comeback year. Aaron Rodgers going as number two quarterback off the boards. No question. That's cool with me. No problem. Eddie Lacy running back one. Jordy running back one. I mean, wide receiver one, Randall Cobb. He's slipping a little bit, but with Jordy back in the mix, I think Randall Cobb comes back. Yeah. You know, because last year he struggled. This year he comes back. Green Bay, no doubt about it, wins this division. Burns through it. All right, bud. That takes care of two NFC divisions. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. 
Let's try to hit these last two. Let's kind of speed it up. And we'll get through. All right, so we've got the NFC West. <clears throat> these teams are loaded. Let's start with the the lowest team of the group. That's the San Francisco 49ers. Las Next. Vegas got them at five and a half. <laughs> Is there anything we talk about here? Five and a half total over under. Uh, how, what are you feeling? Uh, going. I don't think that they. I, I think that they have a huge quarterback issue. I think that they. I. I it's a. It, it is. Both coasts have a dump, dumpster fire. Philly. Yeah. And then this is the one. If what's the connection to both teams? Just if you see if you pick this up. I don't know. Chip Kelly was at Philly last year. Oh now yeah. He's at San Francisco. <laughs> oh, that's it's a two one of the two worst teams in the entire. Absolutely. League. But you know, you talk about not much going on on offense. The good. The only. The only saving grace. For those San Francisco 49ers, is that they have the LA Rams in that same division, right? right. That's the only saving grace because they don't have much in there either. But yeah. I think they're well coached. Sure. LA's well coached. Sure. But I think San Francisco is just going to be a dumpster fire. I think it's <laughs> going to be horrible. I think you're, our kids are going to remember how bad this team was. Wow. Wide receivers, Torrey Smith, you know. Quentin Patton, Bruce Ellington, and Jerome Simpson, no thank you. You got Colin Kaepernick or Blaine Garrett throwing to him, no thank you. Carlos Hyde, maybe. Running back, some people are talking as running back one. I feel safer with him as a running back two. They run that Chip Kelly spread. So Carlos Hyde's going to get the ball. It's just what he's going to do with the ball when he gets it. So not much more to talk about San Francisco 49ers. We're both going under the total, five and a half. Next up, interesting, we just talked about the Los Angeles Rams, Vegas, seven wins, Hank. Seven wins. It hinges on this quarterback and if Gurley can have another year. I think they go under again. I think their division, you know, I, I, and to be completely honest, they have a strong division. Obviously, All with the, the other divisions. two is ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they go under. I think that they're going to have some growing pains with it. New quarterback. I think that Gurley's going to get a. He's going to have a great fantasy year. I feel like, mm-hmm. but I just don't feel like this team can do it. I'm under the total seven all day long too. Their defense still the strength of their team will keep them in some games, but this offense is not going to be able to move the ball. Gurley, yep, good fantasy numbers. He's solid uh, running back one, top six pick for me as well. Wide receivers, I'll call them out: Tavon Austin, Kenny Britt, Brian Quick, and Pharaoh Cooper. Who was the second one? Kenny Brent. <laughs> He's been there longer than Ruben Randall and Steven really. So anyway, there's just not much fantasy firepower. No. Nope. It will be interesting to see if how Jared Goff comes along. The number one overall pick. He's supposed to be the savior for LA. You know, he's gonna supposed to be a superstar. We'll see how that goes. But right now, we're projecting LA under seven wins. Next up, man, this is where it gets exciting. Arizona, we'll talk about them next. Coming off a great, great year, went to the NFC. They went to the championship game against mm-hmm. the Panthers, didn't they? Yep. Um, didn't put up much of a fight against those Panthers, but Vegas right now got them coming back again for a solid, solid run at 10 wins. Arizona at 10 wins. I, I think they're over, and I think that they get no respect for what they've done over the last few years, and their firepower gets less respect. Carson Palmer is like a fine wine. Mm. He is getting better Better with age, and he is aging well. And the reason that he is able to do that is he has a running back in the back behind him that's young and wants the ball, and he's going to have a good year, I feel like, and Mm -hmm. fantasy owners are projecting that. And then he has three studs. This offense is crazy Three studs on the outside. Unbelievable. And with the experience that uh, Fitzgerald brings – they're going wins. Be, they're, like going be, they're flying past it. Yeah, I kind of like them right at 10 or 11 to me, so I'm going to go over the total, too. 
it all hinges, Hank, because you just described it perfectly, this offense. they got the running back in the backfield that can do everything. He can be good pass protection. He can catch. He can run. they got the stud wide receivers, Fitzgerald, Floyd, and Brown. Well, that'll be one fantasy question I'll hit you up with in a second. But Carson, he's getting older. You know, he's getting older. Let the boy stay healthy. This team is fantastic. Let him go down. You got Drew Stanton coming in. Uh-oh. And we remember what Drew Stanton did a couple years ago. I when he, he had pitched a, for the Braves. He did for a couple de- couple games. He did. But let Carson say, I guess that goes with any of these great quarterbacks, but it really goes with Arizona. I mean, they need Carson Palmer. And uh, if he's healthy, I like him too. Fantasy question number one. Larry Fitzgerald getting older now, right? Yep. He's st- they're going – like it goes Fitzgerald, Floyd, John Brown, kind of all together – who do you, when you're looking for a wide receiver, two out of those three, who are you picking first? I, you know, I like John Brown. I think, I think he's going to take balls away from Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald's still going to get thrown to, and I like Floyd. I, I would probably like to see, I would probably take Michael Floyd, obviously, before the other two, but I like John Brown. Yeah. I think this is Floyd's coming out year, man. I think if you, I've drafted Floyd. Three out of the last four years, and he has underperformed. He had a pretty good year last year, two pre- previous years. Terrible. This is his year. I like him to shine this year. And he, where's his ADP? Where's he going? Uh, hopefully, he is going to play well. Hold on, real quick. He is okay. So, Larry Fitzgerald is 30. Okay. John Brown, 31. Right. Let me see. I where. think Floyd's in front of them. Yeah, look at him, maybe. A couple. Really? He's not in front of them? He is not in front of them, my friend. He is not. Well, while you're looking at that, I want to talk a little bit about David Johnson. We'll move on from Arizona. So, David Johnson was the the running back who came in the middle of the season and relieved Chris Johnson of his duties and really took off, carried that team. I'm going to tell you, I mean, this last three games, he ran for – he caught two touchdowns, rushed for one, ran for over 180 yards. He was sick. So, anyway, hopefully he can continue his progress because people have him penciled in as a top 10 overall draft choice. So, let's see if he continues. Where did yep. you find Floyd? He was right beside him. He was 28. Really? Yeah. It was. So, it's 28 Floyd, Fitzgerald 30, John Brown 31. Yeah. All right, guys. You heard it here first. And I'll, I'll go on record. I'm telling you, I think this is Floyd's comeback year. So, we both like – Arizona over the 10. Next up, we're going to the Seattle. We're going out to the West Coast, the Seattle Seahawks, coming off another playoff run. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are saying maybe they're running out of gas. Maybe they don't have what it takes. Las Vegas thinks they've got what it takes because they penciled them in at 10 wins over under. Hank, what you got? I tell you what we got is we got four wins right off the bat because you should see their first four weeks. That's true. You know, they've got oh, they the got? Dolphins, the Rams, the 49ers, and the Jets. Yeah. Then right. they've got a bother. Then they got Atlanta who's struggling. Then they get into the meat of their stuff, Arizona, New Orleans. Yeah. Well, that's, but you, you, you're talking about, you know, their, their, start. their kind of win total. They're going to get a bulk of them right at the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's worried what's going to happen with the running back. They got Rawls now that Lynch is gone. Yep. I like the over for this team because I think the – front of the year is going to put them in a perfect spot for it. So I, I don't think that the Seahawk dynasty is dead. Right. I think that they're going to come out and they're going to represent. Yep, I'm with you too. And you got four other wins, including because you got, you know, San Francisco, you're going to wallop. And L.A., you should beat those dudes. That's four wins. Right. Four more in addition to whatever. So um, uh, fantasy question one, Thomas Rawls, 
coming off the ankle injury. He's dropping on many draft boards. Trust him enough to be your RB1, his ADP right now. I think he's going into the late round two, early round three. You you like him? I would rather I, – I, I would like him because he's going to be getting the bulk of the carries. We think. We think. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I would want him as my one. Me either. I would want somebody else in that position. What I've heard, you know, these little birds that tell me these secrets from these uh, training camps. All these birds. All these birds. It's, Christine, Christi, it's spelled Christine, but they call him Christian Michael having a heck of a camp. Um, so look for him. They also drafted two running backs, one from Notre Dame that C.J. Procise, I think his name is. The other dude is Alex Collins from Arkansas. So they drafted, all right, and then they drafted even another wide running back too. They drafted three running backs in this past draft. Thomas Rawls was an undrafted free agent, and he's carrying the ball. That means he's got no guarantee. You understand what I'm saying? It could be any of these dudes right. that get the rock at the end of the day. Again, Unbelievable research on your part. I got to tell you, unbelievable. What you're, hey, and what I'm saying, hey, that is exactly why you're here. And CJ is the 47th on ADP, huh. whereas Rawls is 10. Okay? 10. Are you willing to risk that, Rawls owners? I don't know. I don't think CJ so. CJ could get the carry at any time. He could get the carry. And there's another cat on here, and he is at 66, Alex, Alex Collins. Collins. Yeah, the dude from Arkansas. So, y'all, just if you. If you bank on Thomas Rawls, just be prepared. You might have to go grab Christine Michael or CJ or Alex Collins. It's going to be uh, it's going to be trouble in that backfield. One more before we leave uh, Seahawks. Doug Baldwin, great year last year. I want to say he caught fourteen touchdowns. He had one heck of a year. Now he's you know he's the wide receiver one. Tyler Lockett bringing breathing down his neck. Wide receiver two spot. Would you rather have Baldwin in the sixth or Lockett in the ninth? Think about this. You gotta move. If you want Baldwin, you gotta you draft gotta him move. early. Right, but you can wait on Lockett. I'm, I feel their production might be kind of equal. Right, and you can get Lockett a little bit further back. But what do you? What and do you, you know feel? what you see with Doug Baldwin is the people that you're seeing him around are Michael Floyd. Yeah, right. Right. You're seeing Julian Edelman. Right. You're seeing Jeremy Macklin. Even Sammy Watkins is right around that. Really? So, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. And you know, even after and around later, you could get Eric Decker. Hmm. So I. I don't think that I. I think you are on, on Baldwin. exactly on tap right there with passing on Baldwin, going yeah. with Lockett. I'm with it too. Lockett all day for me. So this is the tough question: Who wins this division, Hank? I think Seattle does it again. I think that they're probably they're they're just game tough. Yeah. And I think that with all the fa- I my prediction is all year that division is going to be talked about with the Cardinals yep. and how they're going to win the division and then Seattle's going to come out and punch him in the face. I like your forecast there. I think Arizona gets it. Last year Arizona won it. I think Arizona's going to get it done one more year if they can stay if Carson can stay healthy. Regardless, it's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. Good division. Right. Yeah, awesome. All right, so last division we saved this area's favorite division for last. Well, we live in the Carolinas, and obviously we know that the Carolina Panthers had a heck of a year last year. Let's roll down to the NFC South. We'll start with the New Orleans Saints. Vegas got them penciled in at seven wins. Last year they struggled. 
Hank, do you feel like they're on the comeback track? How do you feel about New Orleans at seven? I, Drew Brees will not let that happen again. Yeah. I feel like they're going to get back. If it, you know, Ingram's going to be there. I think that Brandon, I mean, I think that uh, Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. is going to be a huge target for him. I say that with their new tight end play, everything else, they're going to be over seven. I like them. I like the over two, man. And if we'll focus on a couple fantasy things here, you just hit on it. Kobe Fleener, their new tight end, dude, in Indianapolis. They, Kobe Fleener had to share the spotlight, the tight end, with Dwayne Allen. Now, Kobe Fleener is by himself. We know Breeze likes to throw to the tight end. Kobe Fleener, guys, if you can get this tight end, let's say round six. If you get him in round six, I think there's value. If he were to fall, he's going in round six. If you can get him a little late, there's value there. Pencil him in, guys. I'm telling you, he catches eight touchdowns, 950 yards. This is a tight end one material uh, probably top five tight ends that's going to be in the league this year. How do you feel about that? I, I think you're dead on. I think that he's going to be probably one of the best pickups for most people because people are going to be focused in on Olsen, Jordan Reed, uh, even Delaney Walker. Yep. Uh, they're going to have all those names out in front of them, and you might be able to steal this guy in a round seven, and that ain't that isn't so bad. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about Ingram already. Look for him, him to have a big year. Brandon Cooks, year three for this receiver. Great first year, even better second year. Look for him to even have a more spectacular year three. And before we leave this team, Drew Brees, you talk about value. His ADP, he's going in round – man. Is it like round seven? Is it round nine? He is going late. Oh, Drew Brees is – you can see him in the sixth round all okay, day. Okay, so sixth round for Drew Brees. Up till this year, you'd have to give up a round one, two, or three slot to get Brees. Now he's going in the sixth. You talk about value. Give me Drew Brees all day long in round six, and I'll be a happy man. New Orleans, seven wins. Hank and I both agree flying over the total. Next up, we'll go to Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their hot quarterback, Jameis Winston. People are just raving about this dude. Said he's got the locker room. He's got the town of Tampa Bay. He's got the fans. He's got everything going on for him. Vegas got the number at seven. Jameis Winston, year two, does he get more than seven wins for these Buccaneers? I think he does. He's got weapons that believe in him. And when you be- when you walk in that locker room and you feel like you have somebody that you can trust, I feel like it changes the dyna- dynamics of it. Yeah. I feel like Jameis Winston is the best thing that ever happened to this team. Yeah. And he came back to camp showing these guys, I'm ready to win some, and I say he goes over. I'm with over two. This NFC South to me is going to be a – Heck of a division. I can't wait to see it. Because these, you know, in Carolina and Tampa Bay, they don't like each other. Carolina and New Orleans, they don't like each other. Carolina and Atlanta, they hate each other. Yeah, they it's do. just some huge rivalries here. So it'll be fun to watch. Uh, question real quick for fantasy uh, listeners here for Tampa Bay. Mike Evans, I've raved about him. We talked about him a little bit yesterday. He's going, he's moving, he's, he's flying up these draft boards. So they got him ADP right now as top 10 wide receiver, maybe top 15. I think he finishes the end of the year because he's going to be Jameis Winston's go-to guy. I've, I've, uh, Hank's telling me right now ADP of 11. I say he finishes in the top seven. You feel comfortable with Mike Evans as your number one receiver, Hank? I would seeing you can get him in the second round. How Same. great would it be to have Beckham and then Evans? I mean, it'd be incredible be to safe. have them. Yes. If you if you have a Todd Gurley in the first rounds and a Mike Evans number one, I don't feel so bad about that either. Mm-hmm. But to be able to have with the the running back so deep, 
I would look for him in those top few spots when you get a receiver, when you get a wide receiver at first. If you can get him as a number two, good wow. night. That'd be fantastic. I agree with you there. Uh, just a couple little PPR facts too. Charles Sims, the backup running back to Doug Martin, is actually the third down back. Look for him to catch about sixty balls. They're saying he looks great in camp, and we've heard this dude's name as a tight end for many moons now. Austin Safarian Jenkins. They say he's like Julius Peppers, but I mean he's big. He's supposed to be a prototype tight end. He's shown nothing. I heard yesterday that this dude is the best. Supposedly, the one of the best players on the field in preseason so far this year. He brought his head; his head is right when he came to camp, and he's looking good. I'm not drafting him, but if you need a tight end like week two or three on your waiver wire, look to see what this guy's doing so far. Austin Safarian Jenkins from Tampa Bay. Tank, good on Tampa Bay. Hey, we're that, going over. That's good news right there. All right, buddy, we got two more to go. We're going to go hit the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons in the NFC South. Uh, as we mentioned, Carolina and Atlanta, they've always been big, big rivals. Vegas got the number pinpointed at 7.5. Atlanta coming off a pretty rough year. They started the season last year like 6-0 and or 7-0, and and then they just came back to earth. Atlanta, 7.5, Hank. I don't think they're going to do it. And the only reason that I think this is I looked at their schedule. And if you have not looked at your, their schedule, it's going to be tough. They got the Bucks at home, the Raiders and Saints on the road, Carolina at home, then Denver and Seattle on Whoa. the road. Then they got Green Bay week eight. Yeah, you cannot start that way. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, so I don't care how good this team is. They are going to get a buzzsaw in the first few weeks. And, you know, when you sit there and you say the Saints are my easy game in the first four weeks, mm-hmm. that's – that that's not good. I noticed how you didn't say that Oakland was their easy game. No, Lord no, <laughs> Lord no. Those Raiders are nice. Spoken by a true Raiders fan. All right, buddy, I'm with you too. This going under the total of seven and a half. I can see them actually getting about six wins tops. Um, Matt Ryan, if if let me pose this fantasy question one, Matt Ryan. Just a couple years ago, dude, he was the darling. Remember, he was going off draft boards round two, round sure. three. You know, yeah. everybody loved him. Dude, I've seen him fall like to round 10, round 12. I mean, he is all the way down there. Oh, yeah. Does he come back? I mean, is that where he belongs? Yes. Fantasy-wise, that's where you, you think he belongs? I, I think Why? Why I think, think he – if in a perfect draft, if I had a perfect draft and I was the one that picked up Aaron Rodgers or Cam yeah. or somebody like that, that would be my backup. Yeah, makes sense. Pick him up, round – I you know – in my in my draft, it had him at the twelfth round. Twelfth round, Matt Ryan wow, falling all the way down there. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Um, and let's let's talk a little bit about the running backs. Devontae Freeman, stellar last year, got hurt. We talked about Tevin. Can you talk, <laughs> Coleman? Beautiful. Uh, yesterday, thank you. So, what would you rather have, Hank? Would you rather have Devontae Freeman in the second? Or Tevin Campbell, because I'm not saying they're going to be splitting carries. I'm not saying that. Tevin Campbell, Tevin Tevin Coleman. Coleman. (laughs) I'm not saying that Tevin and Devontae are going to be splitting carries, but the more you look at it, it just seems that he's going to get a shot. Devontae in the second. Tevin, I think he's going, what, the eighth, seventh, eighth, ninth even? Where's he going? Somewhere around there? Yep. He's going seventh round. Seventh round. What 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 you doing there? I'm not taking Freeman. I'm just – when there's no incentive for the team to play – and if he has a bad week, I mean, look at 
look at how Devonta Freeman came in. Right. I mean, he was he was the new shiny toy. Tevin Coleman actually started. That's what nobody remembers. Tevin Coleman started. He got out with a concussion. Right. Then Freeman came in, and that's when he went bananas. Gangbusters, bananas. You know? But yeah. he was the new shiny toy. Yeah. And if there's no incentive to keep Devonta Freeman on the field, then they're not they're not going to play him. It's going to be the best person out there. And he is a little dude that scoots. Yep. And that equals injury a lot of time. So I, he's five eight two oh two. He's five eight. He's little, but he's two oh two. Wow. You know? Yeah. That's a stat right yeah. there. Hey. Hey you know. Coming. So I, I, I would say I, there's somebody else that I'd rather have. And you know, there people are getting Jamal Charles after him. People are getting Eddie Lacey. Yep. I would rather go with one of those guys. I'm They're on that. better teams. Yep. One more thing I want to just mention. So Mohamed Sanu was a Cincinnati Bengals kind of a possession receiver like he Number two or number three there. Well, he's moved over. Now he's opposite of Julio Jones. Mohamed Sanu, if you're in a PPR league and you're looking just for some depth, not bad to put him on your roster late, late, late. I'm not saying you're going to be wide receiver two or anything, but he's a, he, he'll catch about maybe five to seven balls in your PPR when you need to fill in. Mohamed Sanu, Sanu is now an Atlanta Falcon. We're going Atlanta seven and a half. Under the total. Yes, sir. Let's get to the good All stuff. All right. Here's here. the good stuff, Hank. I know you are a big, big Carolina Panther fan. Um, well, you're an Oakland fan first, but a Panther fan. Where do they rank? You kind of got them equal or Oakland in front. How do you, what do you, Let me, what do you for say? For years, for years. Let me tell you where this came from. When I first started watching football, Bo Jackson was an Oakland Raider. Mm-hmm. When you got to see him run... It was magical, and I know you remember that, yeah, right? Absolutely. And that's where that. I, I started to fall in love with football, and that's why, you know, when you have that team who loves to hit, they're tough, you got Bo Jackson back there, that's where I fell in love with football. Mm-hmm. That's what made me a Raiders fan. Living in Carolina, watching this team every day, watching my little boy love this team. Sure, sure. You know, I, I'm a fan of both teams. If they played head-to-head, mm, <laughs> I'm, a can- I, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. Gotcha. I'm a Pittsburgh fan. Carolina's starting to grow on me, but still, I'm a Pittsburgh fan. So, you know. I've seen the towel. Yeah, they're starting to grow, but. So, you feel me. All right. So, Vegas. Got them at 10 and a half. Carolina Panthers. Do they do it again? Everything in my body wants to say that they do, but I say they don't. I think that that is a big number for a team that really overachieved. And if you look at their schedule last year in the games, they won a lot of close games. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that luck runs out. They're going to be a playoff caliber team, and I think you're going to have a lot of fantasy firepower on there. But if I were to bet on this, I would say under. I'm with you, Hank. I know that's going to disappoint many of you Panther listeners. Growl. (laughs) Growl. (laughs) But – I'm looking at their schedule. Not too difficult. They start open up. This is going to be awesome at Denver. Incredible. It's the Super Bowl matchup again. You know, that's going to be How do they great. do that? I don't know if you've noticed, but they do that every year for the opening game. Do they? Yes. They, and normally it's the Thursday night game. They either take the Super Bowl competitors or the NFC champ. Anyway, they always kind of get the best of the best to play that well, opening yeah. game. Yeah. You know? I didn't know it was a remake of the Super Bowl. Yeah, that seems bananas. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Their schedule's not too tough early, but when you get down further, the, last year they it seemed like they were just lucky a lot. Like they win that yeah. last second game and maybe their luck runs out. I don't know. At 10.5, I got them under two. Let's talk a little fantasy here. So we've got this fella, Devin Funches. He's coming on. I read the Charlotte Observer every day. If they said if they could give an MVP out at training camp, Devin Funches would be the man. Love that. You know, that's good. That's good Love news because Cam needs another weapon. 
little, let alone Devin Funches. But now he got Kelvin Benjamin coming back. back. Cam had a great year last year. MVP of the league. Do these dudes make him even better? You know, now Kelvin's back. Funches is better. I mean, is he going to have a better year? I think it's going to be confusing. Because now he's really going to have to play quarterback. Sure. So because he was last year, he was making it, making it up on the fly. Yeah, he had to. Yeah. Now he's got guys, good receivers mm-hmm. that are running routes that he's going to have to be on time with and yeah. everything. Now, Kelvin Benjamin, I am so excited to see that guy. I, if you see them on the sideline, Cam is a beast. Yes. Benjamin's as big, yeah. if not bigger. Right. It is crazy, crazy that yeah. that guy can move like that. Right. So I'm excited to have, but it's going to take. I, I think that's part of the reason that the, the ten and a half is going to go under because I think Cam, who is the biggest asset to that team, yeah. is going to have to figure out how to play with that's, more weapons. That's a very good point. I never thought about that, but yeah, because that's how he excels is all is freelancing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but now guys are going to be running routes. These we expected to get them the ball. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Um, one more thing we'll talk about. Jonathan Stewart. Uh, okay, they got him penciled in for about six touchdowns because Cam gets all the goal lines. You know, so John, it hurts Jonathan Stewart as a running back. John Stewart known to get banged up a little bit. Yep. Over, under, let's say 900 yards for Jay Stu. What you feeling? <sighs> he – you know, I, I, I'll say – under on that he's he's getting a little bit older he's starting to carry the ball when they were that three-headed monster and d'angelo was down there and they weren't getting the carries they're all loving it and laughing mm-hmm. and everything it's a long football season he's yeah. getting older i don't think he does it yeah i me either i'm not he won't be on any of my teams i like the dude he just won't be on my team because cam demands too much of the goal lines i want my running back at the goal line to make sure he's getting the ball john the stewart ain't gonna be getting the ball nope so who wins this division hey looks looks like you got carolina Atlanta, or Tampa Bay and New Orleans coming up. Atlanta dropping down a little bit. Carolina gets, get it done again. They're going to get tough by the end of the year. They're going to take some bad beats at the beginning of the year. By the end of the year, they're going to be rock solid, and they're going to win that division. Awesome. Love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we just breezed through this NFC division, the matchups, the over-unders, gave you a little Vegas action, gave you some more fantasy tips. We also hit you with our live correspondence from Rio. Hopefully we'll be able to get get her back uh on the horn, maybe what a later. Talent. No, she absolutely. Has. Hope she keeps it going. She's got a career in this, maybe. Uh, but anyway, thanks again for listening to the Fantasy Formula. We are going to maybe try to get another show tomorrow. We'll see. So you guys stay tuned. Check out iTunes. I just heard it's up live now. Oh, wow. I, it, uh, the first show is up live now, and I actually only ha- already have three hits that are saying it sounds fantastic. So Hank, good job. So guys, download it. Go to iTunes. Fantasy Formula. Push the button, subscribe, download this thing. We appreciate it. I think you'll enjoy it as well. So until our next episode, Hank, peace. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.